Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Let's get into some shoutouts. Sutton, Sawyer, and Ellis from Champaign, Illinois like to listen. I think if you three were characters in the stories, you would be the Portal Brothers, and you'd have the ability to create portals to anywhere else in the world. Thanks for listening, Sutton, Sawyer, and Ellis. Jace shared some awesome drawings of some ninjas and a tree beast. Great stuff, Jace. I think if you were a character from the stories, you would be a powers wizard who could grant people temporary superpowers. Thanks for listening, Jace. And Joshua and Theo from Ireland shared some great artwork. Thanks for that, you two. If you were both characters in the story, I think you would probably be space wolves from a space planet that got blown up and now you travel through space in your spaceship seeking revenge. Thanks for listening, Joshua and Theo. Today's episode is titled Atomic Shark Attacks, Part 2. Brooks, the kid wizard, adjusted the sails and tweaked the direction of their boat just a bit to get up to top speed. His brother, Wyatt, a black dragon, circled high above, eyeing the water below for any signs of Atomic Shark. Atomic Shark was blasting through the ocean somewhere on his way to the valley on a quest of revenge and rescue. He sought the whereabouts of his two partners in crime, Ivan the Terrible and Queen Anne, who he knew were being held somewhere in the valley. What he didn't know was that they had both been turned into harmless farm animals by Max, and were now residing safely among the other animals at Old Witch Tubes's farm. Brooks and Wyatt were hoping that Atomic Shark would never discover the details of his missing friends. Their plan was to meet him out in the ocean and fight him back to the dark side before he even got close to the valley. Wyatt swooped down near the boat and yelled to his brother over the crashing waves, He's up ahead and coming this way! Brooks ran to the front of the ship and looked ahead with his telescope. In the distance, the water was roiling and shooting up in the air as Atomic Shark sped forth up near the surface. A massive dark gray fin stuck up out of the water. This fin was at least ten feet tall, giving some indication of the total size of Atomic Shark. Brooks was looking on in wonder, and before he could properly react with a battle plan, Atomic Shark sensed the boat and leaped out of the water. Brooks and Wyatt had heard of land sharks before. Most people had heard of them, but few people had ever seen one in person. They lived exclusively in the dark side, and there had never been any reports of them moving outside of that territory. Atomic Shark was still half a mile away, but even at this distance, Brooks could see that he was nearly as tall as his boat. He was unbelievably huge, nearly a giant, as, as big as a whale. He looked just like a shark, with an exceptionally large dorsal fin, but he also had two muscular arms and legs, like a giant human crossed with a giant shark. This beast flopped himself out of the water, and his momentum allowed him to surf on his feet. He splashed along the surface of the water, heading straight for the boat. Atomic Shark lifted each of his clenched fists up into the air, and Brooks could tell that he was planning on smashing those powerful fists down on his boat in just a few seconds. And one powerful strike from this shark would surely crush the modest sailboat right in half. Brooks leaped off the side of the boat, and before he hit the water, Wyatt flew in, angled low, and Brooks landed right on his back. Wyatt shifted his wings and tail and flew straight up, out of Atomic Shark's destructive path. Wyatt turned around and flew up behind Atomic Shark, and before they could engage this imposing ocean beast, he reached the boat and smashed down into it with his rock-hard fists. 
The old wooden sailboat popped and snapped and cracked and exploded in a spray of wooden planks and seawater. Wyatt increased his speed and Brooks revealed a wand from his robe. Once close enough, Brooks unleashed a bright red magical blast from his wand that struck Atomic Shark in the back. Wyatt opened his toothy dragon mouth and red-hot flames poured out, enveloping Atomic Shark's wet gray body. Atomic Shark fell from his surfing position and splashed down into the water. His eyes closed tight with pain and he growled angrily. A second later, he disappeared under the waves. Brooks and Wyatt looked back at the remains of their ship, now just a collection of floating broken planks of wood being carried off by the currents. I really liked that boat, said Brooks through gritted teeth. He was beyond angry that he had lost the ship so soon in the battle. The two heroes began circling up in the sky, wondering if they had driven off Atomic Shark so quickly. Perhaps he was more bark than bite, they thought. A moment later, Atomic Shark shot up out of the water like a missile. He was getting impressive height, but he couldn't reach Brooks and Wyatt, and they knew it. Wyatt maintained his position up in the air and prepared to unleash another torrent of flames when Atomic Shark's eyes went red and exploded with laser beams. With barely a second to react, Wyatt shifted there in the sky and the red-hot beams sizzled a millimeter from his black dragon scales. He's got laser eyes, yelled Wyatt. I didn't know he had laser eyes. Again and again, Atomic Shark dove underwater and shot back up into the air, blasting red laser beams at Brooks and Wyatt. Wyatt attempted to predict Atomic Shark's breach point so they could meet him with magic blasts and flame, but his movements were too unpredictable. And as the battle raged on there above the ocean, Atomic Shark began influencing the regular sharks in the ocean as well. Basic red-stripe sharks and bioluminescent glow sharks and rarer two-headed sharks all started swimming up from the depths and launching themselves out of the water, snapping their powerful jaws at Wyatt as they passed him in the air. He must be controlling the other sharks telepathically somehow, said Brooks, hanging on tightly to Wyatt's scales as he dodged the sharks. Loud snaps rang out all around them, and the air was filled with sharks of all kinds, launching themselves out of the ocean to bite at Brooks and Wyatt. And through the air filled with sharks, they didn't notice Atomic Shark soon enough, as he flipped out of the ocean with a strong whip of his caudal fin. Atomic Shark's eyes buzzed, and two red beams of power cut through the sky and struck Wyatt in one of his wings. The power of those red lasers cracked his thick dragon scales and knocked him out of the sky. Wyatt tumbled and spun out of control until he splashed into the ocean. Brooks stood up on his brother's back. Wyatt was too injured to take flight again, but he could easily spread his wings and float there. Brooks revealed another wand from his cloak, now holding one in each hand. He peered into the water, expecting Atomic Shark to attack again. But the ocean was eerily calm. In the distance, they saw Atomic Shark take off in the direction of the valley, sending water spraying high into the air as he sped to his intended target. Well, I guess we underestimated Atomic Shark, said Brooks. Yeah, maybe fighting a 20-foot-tall evil shark out in the middle of the ocean was not such a good idea, agreed Wyatt. Brooks put his two wands back into his cloak and revealed a small pouch of powder. All right, I'm going to fix your wing, said Brooks. 
opening the pouch and examining Wyatt's wounded wing. The laser blast from Atomic Shark was exceptionally powerful, and Wyatt would not be able to fly again without some medical attention. Stop moving, demanded Brooks. I'm trying to fix this. I'm not moving. I'm floating on the ocean waves. I can't very well still the ocean, now can I? Wyatt snapped back. Now, I've technically never tried this stuff out. There is a chance it will hurt extremely bad for a few seconds, said Brooks. What do you mean extremely bad? said Wyatt, turning his dragon head back to look at Brooks. Brooks sprinkled this black powder onto Wyatt's injured wing, where the laser had cracked and penetrated his dragon scales. His broken scales trembled and shifted, and the powder popped and crackled and hissed, and Wyatt roared in pain, and flames shot from his mouth and nose unexpectedly. Ow! What is that stuff? growled Wyatt. Oh, it's a mix of a few things. A secret recipe, really, answered Brooks. He watched as the healing powder magically repaired the scales and healed the wound. It'll be done working in a few minutes, Brooks added. Then we need to get back to the valley and get ready for another fight, said Wyatt, and I think we're going to need some help this time. Brooks agreed. A bit later, they took to the skies again, Wyatt racing as fast as he could high in the clouds to reach Atomic Shark before he did too much damage in the valley. The End Thanks for listening, friends. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and things to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.